Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. How is everybody doing? It's Wednesday. This has been a pretty cool and special week of doing this podcast. Just a reminder that this is episode 357. And on the show today, I've got my former co-host of the Up All Night show, Brad Page, as we are going to talk a little bit about NBA basketball in the playoffs. Just to give you a heads up that this was pre-recorded yesterday. So we did have some great NBA playoff games, including Ja Morant winning it for the Memphis Grizzlies to take a 3-2 to series lead. But hey, we in Minnesota now. And then you have the Atlanta Hawks. Their season came to an end. It was a valiant effort, and they came up short. Didn't even get a shot off. That just wrapped up the Hawks season. Didn't even get a shot off. And the Atlanta Braves did bounce back to snap a two-game losing streak, and they defeated the Chicago Cubs 3-1. to Before I get into this show, I just want to tell you how successful my episode yesterday was as I had Zach DeBozart on, and we talked nothing but Columbus River Dragons. As we talked Columbus River Dragons, Columbus Chattahoots, and a little bit of the NHL playoffs, a great episode, had a lot of listens. Just a reminder that Game 1 of the FPHL Commissioner's Cup will be this Friday night against the Watertown Wolves. Also on Saturday, the Columbus Lions will travel to San Antonio to take on the San Antonio Gunslingers. And you can watch both those games on YouTube, the River Dragons YouTube page, the Columbus Lions National Arena League YouTube page, And hopefully we can have a lot of fans out at the Columbus Civic Center to pack that house to make it uncomfortable for Watertown. Let's get the victory. And then we'll have two chances to win it up in Watertown. If you are a Columbus River Dragons fan, that's the podcast you want to listen to. Because the insight that Zach brought to the podcast was incredible. And uh, we had fun, you know, because... Anytime you talk to somebody that you know hosted a sports show before, has a lot of knowledge of sports, it's very easy to edit these podcasts because I could just do it in one take. And that's what's amazing about Zach and him as a guest. All right, so tomorrow it will be the premiere of my documentary series as I will dedicate it to the 2006 Northern Little League World Series champions. It's finished. My two guests on the docuseries is Brady Hamilton, the first baseman that was on the 2016, and Dave Plata, the longtime WTVM sports anchor that's been covering sports in the city of Columbus since 1985. So I appreciate them being on the podcast and helping me with the sports documentary. That will air tomorrow. And then on Friday, we're going to recap the NFL draft Hopefully, I'll have either Rob Frazier or Gabe Reynolds on. 
as I start doing this show more, you know, I try to get my regulars on, but you know, sometimes they have vacations and they have other obligations, but I just don't want to leave them behind. I want to make sure that I include them every time I do a show. All right, so let's get to the Hawks. Their season came to an end last night. They lost to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat did not even have Jimmy Butler. They did not have Kyle Lowry. The Heat defeated them 97-94. The Hawks had a chance to tie it with four seconds left to go. Miami's defense all over Danilo Gallinari. I'm surprised that Trey Young didn't get the shot there. Trey Young, he was just MIA in the playoffs. One bright spot for the Atlanta Hawks is DeAndre Hunter. You can build off of DeAndre Hunter, what he did in the playoffs, 35 points. But I said the same thing about Cam Reddish last year against the Milwaukee Bucks. This is not the same team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. You have to look at that team and think that they were playing out of their minds. They were playing hard for their interim coach, Nate McMillan. And Hawks fans had unrealistic expectations The Eastern Conference was a lot better this year. Hawks got a lot of breaks last year. The dysfunction of the Knicks and the Sixers allowed the Hawks to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, where they ran into just a much better team, a team that is not dysfunctional in the Milwaukee Bucks. But you look at this year, the Heat were better. The Heat were better. The Raptors were better. The Celtics were better. The Bulls were better. And that's why the Hawks got the number eight seed. I'm just happy they actually won the two playing games. They had to win both playing games to get the number eight seed because they were the number nine seed. They were able to do that, and they took on the number one seed. The Miami Heat are a great team, and I believe the Heat outcoached the Hawks. Eric Spolstra is a very underrated NBA coach. And he outcoached Nick McMillan. Now let's talk about probably the most exciting game that I saw so far in the playoffs. The Memphis Grizzlies taking down the Minnesota Timberwolves 111-109. to And of course, as I have Brad on the show, we recorded it yesterday. So we talk about the series and how it was tied at 2-2. But I know that he is excited that Memphis won with John Morant with a shot with one second left to go. Right before that, Anthony Edwards hit a big three to tie it. So it was going back and forth. You had Carl Anthony Towns that was knocking big shots. You had D'Angelo Russell. Anthony Edwards had 22 points. But it was John Morant with 30 points. You have Desmond Bain with 25 points. And Brandon Clark had 21 points off the bench. And the Memphis Grizzlies take a 3-2 to two lead. But hey, we're going back to Minnesota. And that's where Carl Anthony Towns feels that the Minnesota Timberwolves can win just about any game. Because hey, we in Minnesota now. It's still going to be a seven-game series, I believe. These two teams are both great, young, energetic teams. And this series has just gone back and forth and I'm a fan of both teams. I love Anthony Edwards because he did play at the University of Georgia. I love the Memphis Grizzlies because I lived in Memphis for about three months in the year 2005. So the Memphis Grizzlies have been a team that I rooted for. That's why it's going to be hard. If the Grizzlies play the Warriors in the second round, it's going to be hard because I like both teams. But it's going to be great. It's going to be a great podcast to have 
you know, all my guests, Rob, Gay, Brett, they're all Memphis Grizzlies fans. So I think it would just be a great podcast just to talk about what the Grizzlies are capable of doing. Meanwhile, the Phoenix Suns, they bounce back. They defeat the New Orleans Pelicans, and they take a 3-2 to two series lead. Still no word when Devin Booker is going to come back. But I think Phoenix is in trouble if Devin Booker cannot come back because Dallas is probably going to close out that series with Utah. Boy, these NBA playoffs have been amazing so far. And we don't have the Lakers. We don't have the Brooklyn Nets anymore as they got swept. But still, the NBA playoffs are great. I love it when there's parity. I love it when small market teams win titles like the Milwaukee Bucks and then the Toronto Raptors. Well, the Raptors aren't really a small market team, but they are an obscure team. I was tired of seeing the Spurs and the Lakers in in the finals in, in the early 2000s. But as a Golden State Warriors fan, very happy that they won three titles. But the 2015 title was the most special one because... They came out of nowhere. They were a jump-shooting team. They didn't really have a big man. Yeah, they had Andrew Bogut, but they didn't have Kevin Durant yet. They had Harrison Barnes. I love that team because of their depth. And they had Festus Azili and Marquis Space and Marie Spates and Leonardo Barbosa and Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala. And they had just veteran players. And when they won that first title, it was very special. I kind of feel when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors and they won titles in 17 and 18 that it was kind of not fair. But I wasn't complaining because not only was I happy that the Warriors won, I was happy they beat LeBron because I was happy LeBron got his title in Cleveland and then that's it. It's like, okay, you got a championship for Cleveland. I was happy for the city of Cleveland. Now LeBron officially becomes a villain. He goes back to Cleveland that one year. Yeah, that's great for him. And then all of a sudden he becomes a villain. I mean, that's just how I see LeBron. Major League Baseball, I'm telling you, uh, you know, the Atlanta Braves, what can you say about them? The Atlanta Braves, they get the win over the Chicago Cubs as Max Freed picks up the victory. The Braves are now 8-10. and 10. The Cubs are 7-10. and 10. Kenley Jansen picked up his fifth save. Max Freed is now 2-2 two and two on the year. He had a home run from Travis Demerit, so that's nice to see. I always like to see new players on the team get home runs. They're going to be without their talented outfielder, Eddie Rosario, as he is going to be out for 12 weeks. So the big question is, when is Ronald Acuna Jr. coming back to the Atlanta Braves? They take on the Cubs today as Charlie Morton taking on... Mark Leiter Jr. So the leading batting average, the leading hitter on the Braves with a 333 batting average is Matt Olson. When I look at that, I'm starting to think that that was the right move. Matt Olson is a lot younger than Freddie Freeman. I know that he was the heart and soul of the Atlanta Braves, but he would have been expensive if they would have paid him the money that he was worth on the market. He would be in his late 30s making $120 million, and I just don't know if that would be good. I don't think that he would be worth the contract because when you get into your upper 30s and then your 40s sometimes, you end up playing designated hitter. You, you can't play the field anymore. And I know that the designated hitter is in the National League now, but I think that Freddie Freeman would not be worth the money. Call it what you want. I mean, diehard Braves fans would be mad at me saying that, 
I know it's done is done. I really wanted them to re-sign Freddie, especially after the World Series. I mean, you can't let Freddie Freeman go. Just like you can't let Derek Jeter leave the Yankees. I mean, Freddie has always been a brave, and that was a very tough decision. I do want to talk about my docuseries because tomorrow I'm going to dedicate it to the 2006 Northern Little League World Series. I want to try to fit in the 1999 Little League World Series as a documentary dedicated to Phoenix City because the Rasmus brothers were on that team, Colby Rasmus and Corey Rasmus. You know, Colby Rasmus had a very successful Major League Baseball career, and I don't want to forget about him. He also played baseball at Russell County, which I'm the public address announcer over there. So just a big shout-out to the Rasmus brothers, and uh, hopefully I could find a position in my sports documentary as I'm actually doing featured pieces on notable athletes in the city of Columbus like Frank Thomas, Sam Mitchell, Larry Mize, Tim Hudson, Glenn Davis, and Isaiah Crowell. That's going to be fun. Well, I think it's time to bring Brad Page on the show. So when we come back, Brad will join me. Welcome back to the show. How's everybody doing? Just a reminder, you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Newton, Georgia. And I have Brad Page on the show, and it has been a while. Welcome back. Man, it has. It seems like it's been forever, Richard. Thank you uh, for letting me always be on here. Hope you're doing well. It's great to hear you again, and I'm just glad glad to be on here, man, as always. Yeah, Brad, I mean, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Of course, when you first came on back in December, your show was the most listened to episode of all time. And I, I actually love your insight. I mean, of course, the Memphis Grizzlies are deep in the playoffs. Going up against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I know that this is being broadcasted. Brad and I did this show Tuesday afternoon. So it is before game five between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Memphis Grizzlies. All knotted up at two. John Morant wins most improved player of the year. Memphis has got themselves a battle right now. I know that Minnesota matches very well with Memphis. But uh, what are your thoughts on this series with Minnesota? Well, like you said, they do match very well. Um, the thing is, um, Memphis has kind of let Minnesota get into this series. You know, um, Memphis had a, a great chance uh, to hopefully go with 3-1, you know, by winning a game in Minnesota. That game three was unbelievable. Um, when Minnesota was up around 20-plus, you think Minnesota has a game, uh, you know, they're feeling good and everything in here. You let Memphis creep back in, and they were able to eventually come back in the fourth quarter and, and win that game from being down 20, uh, 20 points or so. Yeah, 26 points. 26 points, right. Um, the thing that really has that has stood out is I just don't know if Memphis bigs can match up with Minnesota's bigs. They've had a big time trying to guard Anthony Edwards and – Carl Anthony Towns, you know, I just, I, I, me being a Memphis fan, I hope they can finally have an answer, you know, for, for battling um, those two, because that's the ones that have been giving them trouble. And then Moran has not just had his best games uh, yet. You know, we're still waiting for Moran to have 
one of those stellar games to, to be the great uh, star uh, that he is. They have to win tonight, definitely, in Memphis. They have to take that game because going back to Minnesota, trying to have a must-win game there would be very difficult in that crowd. Um, but these two, these two teams, like, as you said, have matched up very well. They're about the players are about the same age. Um, they're they're both young teams, believe it or not. You know, Memphis is a young team, despite the uh, success that they've had. Um, and uh, it's been a great series. I just hope it doesn't go to a game seven. I would love to see Memphis take control of this series finally and probably get ready for, I would say, Golden State, unless uh, Denver does come back and, and win that series there. No, I don't think Denver's coming back. I think Golden State has this series won. And I know that we are having, you know, we're doing this podcast the night before. So I'll get on the show tomorrow. And if Memphis wins, I'll talk about it on the show. And I'm wanting to see a good game from Desmond Bain so I can uh, do some sound bites from Bane from <laughs> Batman uh, from The Dark Knight Rises. Um, you know, I could even do it in his voice. I was wondering what would break first, your spirit or your body? Or like, I don't know. I just I was, I was yeah. having fun there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I really uh, – I love how uh, people, like, anytime Bane has a really good uh, game, uh, they always uh, bring it back to Bane from Batman. It's uh, right. one of my right. favorite characters. One of my favorite villains of, of all time. I love Bane. I can't mm-hmm. get enough of him. My wife is really annoyed. Every time I do a Bane impersonation, <laughs> yeah, Bane's been you know incredible. I mean, he has really stepped up. Uh, he, he he definitely needs to have a great game tonight, you know for sure. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been um, one of those great uh, uh, role players, I guess you could say. Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah, he's been uh, he's been stepping up really well. Jaron Jackson needs to have a good game as well. Like I said, Memphis just needs to really take control of this series. And not have it go to a game seven, you know, it'd be it, it'd be tough to win a game seven, but they can do it. But I would rather them win tonight and hopefully win again in uh and and close it out in Minnesota. Also tonight we have the Atlanta Hawks against the Miami Heat. It's over. The the series is over. <laughs> Miami's going to win. The Hawks had their chance to go to go tie it up in Atlanta two two. Kyle Lowry was out. You had Clint Capella returning. They just don't have an answer for if Trey Young has a bad game. They don't have a second option. And Miami, who's a great defensive team, just will target Trey Young. And Miami's going to win that series. It's over. You got New Orleans taking on Phoenix. That's another exciting series. It's, it's tied. Yeah. Yeah. It's tied at 2 2. Right. You know, you think um, Phoenix is going to run away with it, but no, uh, New Orleans has definitely battled back, and they've, they've made that a series. So that's definitely a, a surprise there as well. Brad, tell me something, because I, I know they're not in the playoffs, but the, the Lakers. How could mm-hmm. the Lakers just bail on Brandon Ingram? Can you imagine if LeBron know. got to play with Brandon Ingram? Right, right. They man. bailed on him. I think yeah. that the they New did. Orleans Pelicans won that Anthony Davis trade. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely, they did. Yeah, yeah. Lakers are not in the playoffs, and the Pelicans are tied 2-2 with the Phoenix Suns. Well, let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets, because that has to be (laughs) the most disappointing 
NBA team I've ever seen. You know, they were the odds-on favorite to win the NBA title. Oh, yeah. And they got swept by the Boston Celtics. Call it what you want. You can blame the fact that Kyrie missed all the home games because he wasn't Mm -hmm. vaccinated. You can blame the fact that Steve Nash is not a very good head coach and that Kevin Durant and Kyrie thought they could just figure it out and that they were going to put together this great dynasty, and that's not how it works. Name one dynasty that worked without an elite head coach. Oh, man. You can't. 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 No, you can't. Right. Right. Let's talk about – okay, look look at the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Take Phil Jackson off the Lakers. What are they? They're not a very good franchise Uh, in the last 30 years. Just an average, mediocre team. An an average team. Mm-hmm. I saw all the head coaches that the Lakers had. I know Frank Vogel mm-hmm. won a title. It was the first title the Lakers won without Phil Jackson. Yeah. I mean, if you had – if you were focused like LeBron and AD inside the bubble, had four months off, so you pretty much gave them four months rest, it, of course the Lakers are going to win a title. I mean, inside the bubble, they were focused. But it wasn't just LeBron and AD that won that title. They had role players like Rajon Rondo and Contavious Caldwell Pope and right. Alex Caruso. Well, none of those players were on the Lakers. So I know NBA fans wanted to see the Lakers and Nets in the NBA Finals. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that it is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks again. I think that the Bucks, even without Chris Middleton, look very strong, and they can compete with – the Celtics, the Heat, or the Sixers. It's going to be very interesting to see what the second round is going to look like. And, Brad, I cannot wait to have you back on the show because I am waiting for Memphis and Golden State to face each other in the second round. I think that there could be a little bit of trash talking there. Of course, I am a Warriors fan, and you are a Memphis Grizzlies fan. But Memphis has got to get past Minnesota first. They got to get past Minnesota. That's the thing. I mean, Minnesota's a scary team, and – um. I think they match up better with uh, Golden State, and uh, man, I, I I hope they can, you know, put two th- put two games together and move on and get ready for Golden State because they're going to need it. You know, they they don't need to drown. You know, drag this series out to a game seven. They need to go ahead and move on and get ready for Golden State for real. Well, here's <clears> my dark horse that could make it to the NBA Finals, especially with the Devin Booker injury. Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. They're up three to two against the Utah Jazz. I believe that the Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell era is over in Utah. Uh, It's not working. Uh, They were the number one seed last year. They've been the most disappointing team. And I think that that tandem is going to break up. And, you know, we saw something special with Malone and Stockton all those years. And then it's hard to get a dynamic duo to win a title utah is a very good well-run franchise but no titles Mm -hmm. it is going to be just a disappointment if utah loses to the dallas mavericks but i think i think dallas has a shot if they play phoenix in the second round i think they got a shot to knock them off if devin booker's not playing oh absolutely absolutely uh Dallas is very hot right now, and that series might could go seven as well, you know, with Utah. Who knows? Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, don't count Dallas out. I mean, I could definitely see them getting to the finals. 
So who do you got in the finals? You know, I would love to say my Grizzlies, but the way that they're playing right now, I just, I just don't know. I mean, I got to see them play to their fullest potential. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Dallas and Milwaukee. Okay, that yeah. is a good pick. I do think Dallas is a very tough team. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, I'm going to take, and I, I hate to be a homer, but yep. I just, I've seen it too many times. I think Golden State gets back to the finals just because of that yep. championship experience with Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson. All three of them have three rings. Then you add Jordan Poole into the mix. You add Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins. They just have a lot of depth. And they have a championship mm-hmm. coach in Steve Kerr. I would love to see Memphis go up against Golden State because I think Memphis can uh, make it physical like they did against Golden State in the 2015 NBA playoffs. Right. But it is going to be a very interesting series, and I cannot wait for the second round. And Love to have you back on next week so we can talk second-round yeah. matchups. The winner, the winner of that series could very well go to the finals for sure, you know, Memphis or Golden State. But, you know, uh, Luca and Dallas – can definitely get there as well. All right. Well, switching gears, let's talk about this upcoming NFL draft, which will take place Thursday in Las Vegas. On the clock is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do they take Aiden Hutchinson, number one, or do they take Trayvon Walker, the edge rusher from Georgia, who's been on many people's draft boards, especially with his outstanding 40 time at the Combine and his pro day as he is going top on the most of everybody's draft board yeah that's a good question dane um i think they go with hutchinson just some some, somehow i think they do go but i wouldn't be surprised if they do go you know with walker but i think i think hutchinson is probably probably who they'll take and you do have uh the three offensive linemen like every every nfl team needs offensive linemen uh especially you know you got you know, Jared Goff in Detroit needs protection. You have Trevor Lawrence needing protection. Houston, if they stay with Davis Mills, you have some talented offensive linemen. Icky Wongu from NC State. You have Evan Neal from Alabama. Charles Cross from Mississippi State. But you also have some impressive cover corners. Now, the New York teams, the Giants and the Jets. The New York Giants have the number five and the number seven pick. I mean, they can get two starters immediately. Yep. on their team. The New York Jets have the number four and the number 10 pick, but I heard a rumor and really, as a San Francisco 49ers fan, I would take this trade. The Jets are willing to give the number 10 overall pick to the 49ers for Debo Samuel. Wow. Wow. I would take that in a heartbeat because I would Absolutely. go get Drake London, the talented wide receiver out of USC. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would. Do, I would definitely pull a trigger on that for sure if if they're willing to do that you know but yeah that that would be something you know well let's talk quarterbacks Mm because there's five of them that they're not projected to be pro bowl superstar quarterbacks for the next 12 years a franchise quarterback but they're expected to be pretty decent quarterbacks that can play in this league you have matt corral from Ole miss you have malik Willis from Liberty, who has the biggest upside. You have Kenny Pickett. You have Desmond Riddler, and you have Sam Howell. I mean, I don't think Riddler and Howell are going to make it into the first round, but the first quarterback could come off the board at eight. 
because I think the Seattle Seahawks take a chance on a quarterback. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, losing Wilson, you know, um, they definitely got to go quarterback here. And uh, it could be Pickett or Willis. Probably one of those two for sure. Um, if they're still on the board, you know, they should still be on the board by then. All right. And then you have the Pittsburgh Steelers picking at 20. More than likely, they're going to take a quarterback. If, <laughs> if Willis is available, that's the pick right there. Right. And then you have uh, the Tennessee Titans. Let's talk about your Titans because they picked number 26. According to this mock draft, they, they're going to take an offensive guard, Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. But some of the players available, the talented linebacker from Georgia, Quay Walker, Logan Hall, the defensive end from Houston. What are some of the Titans' needs? Um, I would definitely say defense. Defense has got to be their number one go right now, um, for sure. Um, like like you said, yeah, if they could if they could get Quay Walker, I mean, um, I mean that would that would be amazing. <laughs> defense has really got to be their main focus and need. Uh, right now, I would like to see them try to get a backup quarterback uh, for Tannehill because they, they could definitely use that uh, insurance for sure uh, if he does go down. But it, it, if they can pick up a, a, a younger quarterback, maybe like a Desmond Ritter or, or Howell, you know, and in the later rounds, uh, that could happen. But for sure, uh, they they got to go linebacker or, or edge rusher. Uh, for sure, because they got to get after the quarterback. They they just didn't have many sacks as they as, as they've had in the past. You know, they got to get pressure, uh, for sure. Let's talk about baseball. We're gonna switch gears, and let's talk about baseball because over the weekend, Miguel Cabrera got his three thousand hit. Of course, Albert Pujols that plays for your St. Louis Cardinals, the first place St. Louis Cardinals. May yeah. I remind you? are the only two active players that have 3,000 hits. Brad, will we ever see another player reach 3,000 hits? Because right now the next active player is Robinson Cano, and he's not even close, and he's about to turn 40. We could, um, but I, I don't think in the next few years, you know, but uh, definitely um, definitely down the line we can, maybe, maybe in the next five or so years, but very happy for Cabrera to join that uh, company, especially with pool, pool hosts and others. Um, it's, it's an amazing thing to do. 3000 hits, not easy at all. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, a amazing, uh, accomplishment for sure. Quite the accomplishment. But your St. Louis Cardinals, I'm telling you, there is just something special. It doesn't matter who their manager is. Tony La Russa, Mike Matheny, Oliver Marmel. It doesn't matter who their manager is. Mike Shield. I forgot yeah. about Mike Shield. Yeah. He, he was on the team for three right. seasons. But now Oliver Marmel. Mm -hmm. uh, the Cardinals, look at what they've done since the year 2000. It is just incredible. I'm looking at this past 20 years, and they have stood for excellence in Major League Baseball. Of course, winning the two World Series titles, one in 2006 and one in 2011. But they still have great players. Uh, one of those players that is actually on that list to uh, almost reach 3,000, he's not quite there, is Yadier Molina. Absolutely. I mean, 
he's yep. still on the team. I mean, you right. look at Brad. Yeah. Man, you, you got a you got a 39 year old catcher. Paul Goldschmidt's 34. Yeah. Albert Pujols is 42. Of course, he's back on the team. Adam Wainwright is 40. Yeah. Oh man, it's a it's a great start. I mean, I'm very happy for him for sure. Uh, man, looking at the postseason, you know, I mean, they they were very hot, you know, going into the postseason. To, you know, to get that wild card, uh, but they couldn't get past. Uh, I mean, I mean, you got some great. Great young players, especially in uh, Arenado, Harrison Bader, Paul DeYoung, and surprisingly, their pitching has has come along, um, you know, very well so far. So hopefully, they can keep it up. It, you know, it's a great start. One of the best organization and front offices in baseball for sure. You know, the Cardinals have always had a great uh, excellence, you know, in in baseball. What has surprised you most about the Major League Baseball season so far? Nothing yet, really. Um, <laughs> you're gonna say the Mets? Well, kind of the Mets, you know. I mean, um, nothing, nothing really surprising me yet, you know. Uh, right now, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, you knew the Braves weren't weren't going to be as good, you know. You know, you know, losing Freddie Freeman and everything. Nothing majorly has uh, has stood out. Seattle, you know, the you know, they're in second place. All right, Brad, let's talk about fan attendance in Major League Baseball because the Oakland Athletics, they set a new record for the least amount of fans at a baseball game. You ready for this staggering number, Brad? What's it going to be? They did have 17,000 at their opener. Oh, God. But they drew 2,700 fans. Wow. Now, I'm just thinking um... – the old Jackson Generals ballpark. Um, yeah, it probably held about 3,000 or 4,000, um, possibly. Yeah. Wow. I mean, for it, a Major League Baseball regular season game, that's just – Well, oh, you, man. Have, you have yeah. hardcore A's fans. You Because know, I grew up a Giants fan. I, I knew that there were a lot of A's fans out there. I mean, Absolutely. it was it was Absolutely. easier to get to when I was a kid. So I actually attended more A's games than I did Giants games. Right. This is not because the A's don't have a fan base. This is a protest because their owner does not want to spend money. Of course, they let Matt Olson go to the Atlanta Braves. They've had history of letting big-time players. They do a great job developing players. Jason Giambi, Miguel Tejada, Tim Hudson, Barry Zito – you know, those A's teams in the early 2000s, they shipped them off. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, and uh, I hope to see you next week. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely, Richard. It's been it's been a blast, man. Thank you for letting me be on here. I mean, I'm, I'm always looking forward to uh, talking sports with you, as always, man. All right. That was Brad Page, my Wednesday's guest. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. And I am out of here. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. 
All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.